Welcome to the Joy Felipe Bruce Podcast. Sister Joy Felipe is the daughter of Bishop Dyke-Heward Mills and the senior pastor of the Fountain of Life Cathedral of the United Denomination, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. The Fountain of Life Cathedral is a thriving church of young, energetic people full of life for the Lord. Sister Joy is also an itinerant minister of Dyke-Heward Mills Ministry. Traveled extensively, holding pastors' conferences and bringing ministry related books by Bishop Dyson to the nation. He's the evangelist of the Blessed Salvation Crusade. Now be blessed and refreshed as you listen to this inspired message by Sister Joy. opportunity to be in church. Maybe the first service was too early for you, but you're blessed to be in the second one. And you want to say, Lord, as I've come here, I want you, I want to hear from you. I want you to speak to me. Hallelujah. Talk to him for a few minutes. Talk to him for a few minutes. Talk to him for a few minutes. of an old song. I don't know why it's on my heart today, but I wonder if you were even born when it was born. You don't have to worry and don't you be afraid. Joy comes in the morning. Trouble they don't last no way. For that's a friend in who will wipe your tears away? And if your heart is broken, just lift your hands and say, Thank you. 
can take it. technology, in the name of other things, we no longer hold the Bible. We haven't realized that it's a fight we have lost. So let's find our Bibles again. Hold it and let's start our confession. This is my Bible. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Today I will be taught the word of God. I will never be the same. No, never, never, never. I will never be the same. So help me God. Amen. Put your hands together. Take your seats. Hallelujah. Are you glad to be in church? Wow. Amen. Well, it's another week. Some of you joined us last week as we were fasting and praying. Yeah, it was a good week. I need to say that some of you, town church, you are trying to do your town church, town church things. I said, not this time. Not this time. We are what? Fasting and praying. So tell your neighbor, it's fasting and praying season. Whatever you call the fast to be, call it whatever, but this is the season. This is the season. Amen? 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. We're fasting. You know, if you can't do 6 a.m. to 6 p.m., just do something. Yeah, do something. Just do something, what you can. Because there's not so much in the fast. The fast is just, we're just sacrificing something so that we can concentrate on God a little more. There's prayer online from 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. Many of you who work, you will not be able to make it to the evening prayer. Are you getting me? Because that's from 5.30 to 7.30. And I say that where my office is, is far and I don't close on time, no problem. Make sure you force and get some of the morning prayer. Is that okay? Oh, you mind me again. Yeah, guess when I say some of the morning prayer, when we say three, you know it. Three, three, thirty. Yeah, but you get up and you do some. Are you there? And then you prepare for work. You would have done something and God will bless you. Amen? 
in the evening, if you can make it even at 6 30, you still come, you'll get something. But if not, you've done something in the morning. Are you with me? And the prayers are so important in today's day and age. You see, as things are, so many things are happening now, or you can't see it. So many things are happening. It is God alone who is stable. Banks, we've seen banks go down. We've seen people in investment come to nothing. Hey, are you there? Or you have you are not seen it? Then you are new. You are under the age of 10. But anybody over the age of 10, we have seen a lot of things. So just ground yourself in the Lord so that you will not be shaken. I hope you are with me today. Are you there? Do you believe that prayer works? Oh, you are very quiet too. Yeah, you see, maybe, I don't know, but I mean, the more I, the more I pray, the more I love to pray because I see the answers. And many times God has really shocked me. Yeah. Are you there? God has really shocked me. I have some ladies that I pray with. Two of them are here. I'll put it on the page. And we'll pray. Sometimes we don't even know the person well. But someone will text us. My mother is going in for surgery. My father is going in for surgery. This is supposed... And we pray and we see the answers. And we know that God heard us. Not because we are we, but because the word of God is true. Are you there? I have seen people who they have given them death sentence. They have refused to die. Not only have they refused to die, but they have bounced back and they are doing well. Yeah. They are doing well. Everything is working. So, so don't wait until you are in a problem. But rather pray. During the first round of COVID, I remember that we were called by a church member whose father is Muslim. You see, when you are looking at death, eh, a lot of things change. <laughs> and the man was looking at death. And he was on the respirator somewhere. And then somebody gave him his phone. When they gave him his phone, he realized I didn't have the strength to call anybody. But he remembered that his daughter, he had one daughter who is a Christian. And that daughter had married a pastor. So with his one energy, he picked the phone and he called his Christian son-in-law. When the son-in-law heard the father-in-law's voice, he knew that the man is... And that do this. Uh-huh. And he picked his phone and he called the rest of us. He said, please, let us pray. What do you think we did? I said, what do you think we did? We prayed. When we prayed, the next day, tell anybody, the next day, in the evening, I got a call from the daughter. She said, the doctors are confused because her father sat up. He said, it doesn't happen like that. He's supposed to gradually be recovering. Then the man was okay. He's still alive today. I said, he's still alive. Yeah. He's still alive. You see. And I'm saying it just to encourage you. So many times you look at things and you want to take it into your own hand. But I want to share with you today that prayer makes a difference. Recently, one of my spiritual daughters was defrauded by somebody. And the person sat on her small money that she had. And it was not correct at all. And she didn't know what to do. Because you see, you are, some fight, you are not even there to fight the person. I told the person, don't worry. I said, I prayed a prayer. I hung it in the air. The person was saying all kinds of things. She was there when she got a call. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Could you have patience with me? The person who was just a few days before saying nonsense. I don't give you money. Prayer. 
So there are situations in your life that will bow. If only you take a little time to pray. Amen. All this sermon is just to say to you that we're continuing to pray this week. Amen. Oh, I said amen. Take some time. The devil will tell you that if you pray from 4 to 5 and then as you pray, then you go to get ready for work, it's nothing. He's lying. He's lying. How I wish you could pray the three hours, but if you cannot, do you know that 10 minutes is more than zero? Ah, you don't believe. Okay, be certain. I said 10 minutes. You see, he used to get me like that when I was working in the secular world. That, oh, if I don't have time to do my two hours, then it's like, don't do anything. It's not true. Push your neighbor and say, it's not true. And tell your neighbor that every number is greater than zero. Yeah. If you get the three hours, God bless you. If you get two and a half, God bless you. If you get two hours, God bless you. If you get one hour, God, what a 30 minutes square, is it not better than zero? I said zero, not, not, and 30. Which one is better? So do something. So do something. Amen? Do what? Something. I believe you are going to do it. Hallelujah. Amen. So we are continuing this week and we are all going to pray. We are all going to pray. At whatever point you get, you are going to pray. Amen. In the evening, we're going to be here 5.30 to 7.30. I lead the prayers myself, not because I feel like leading. I don't like leading corporate prayer. I like to pray eh, me and God on our own, but because of you. Yes, because of you. Uh-huh. But because of you. I come here and I lead the prayer 5.30 to 7.30. Are you there? So just make it and let us pray. Then this coming Friday, we have another all night. Yeah. I'm very happy to announce to you that I'm not the person leading that one. I've gone to call a very nice friend of mine who has never, he's never been here. He's been to Bantama before, but he's a fantastic prophet. The word of God dwells in him. The gifts of God are in him. The accuracy is stupendous. This coming Friday, Prophet Makaya will be here. And I want you to say that I will be here. I will be here. Are you there? And I'm going to believe God that he will use them. You see, because I had not planned to invite him. I had not planned to invite anybody. It's an annual prayer and whatever. And I was praying and I heard his name in my ear. And I almost told the Holy Spirit that, no, 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 no. He's so busy that you cannot invite him the week before and it will work. I've not seen it before. Because as for tight programs, is there. But when you've heard the voice of God, you know it is the voice of God. So I said, let me try. In fact, I was even, I said, no, it won't work. So I called Pastor Kojo in Takradi. I said, Pastor Kojo, if I call Prophet now, I won't get him. Please, reach him through his PA for me. So he called the PA. Prophet Kojo chased the PA, I will not get the answer. Then the Holy Ghost said, I said, you. So I just took my phone, I wrote a text, and I got an answer. Are you here? Yeah. I got an answer. So I know that he's coming because that's what God wants for us. Amen. Don't, I'm saying all this because some of you, when we are doing these things, you cut yourself off. Yeah, because you'll be a little tired, you'll be a little, please. Tiredness is part of life. This one, don't miss it. Are you okay? Whatever you do, push your neighbor and say, whatever you do, whatever you do. Yeah, whatever you do, don't miss it. God has prepared it just because of you. Amen? Just because of you. Powerful. Let us continue with the series that we've been preaching. So that's for Friday. 
Amen. But today we are here. Tell anybody about you are here. I'm here, you are here. We were talking about harmless as doves. Matthew chapter 10 and verse 60 is where we have been since the beginning of the semester. Uh, the semester, year. Sorry, I keep forgetting that it's the beginning of the year, not the beginning of the semester. And we've been told that we were given a theme for the year, isn't it? From Matthew 10, 16. Behold, I send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves. These days the wolves have become a lot and their teeth are very long. Small thing, no teeth. Recently I heard that somebody has run away with 100,000 cities. People's room, he has he proposed that an agent gets him rooms and people have paid their... And he's gone. He doesn't know. The money will finish. Oh. Whatever. Money never lasts forever. It's like petrol. It's the same from It will be going. Anyway, <laughs> the wolves are a lot. But Jesus gave us two ways to handle these wolves. Be wise as a serpent. In fact, I'm preaching on that in the first service. Amen. And then it says harmless and harmless as doves. And in this service, we've been talking about how to be harmless as a dove. And we started with, I will be harmless to myself. We were looking at the scriptures and what the scriptures say are the ways in which we harm ourselves. And I believe that we are being blessed. Amen? I believe that we are correcting ourselves according to the scriptures. And last week, I began talking about being harmless to others. How many of us remember that? I want to start right from there. And I started with the first way in which we are harmless. We can be harmless or harmful to others. I remember that. I started by saying that sometimes we harm others by what? By doing nothing. You should do something and then you end up doing nothing. And we used a scripture in Luke chapter 10. I just want to launch up from there. Luke chapter 10, if you were not here last week, I hope that you will catch up with us. In Luke chapter 10, we meet the story of a man who had fallen among thieves. A certain man who was going down from Jer- Jerusalem to Jericho. He fell among thieves. They beat him up and they left him there for dead. And while he was lying there, a man came to pass who was a priest. And the man saw him and said, I don't like trouble. He crossed the road and he went. <laughs> then a Levite. I hope it was not a chorister from the Fountain of Life Cathedral. <laughs> the Levites were the singers. <laughs> they were the music people. They were very important people in the temple. You know, many things in the house of God began by the, the Levites. In fact, he led many things. Second Chronicles 2020, they were going to war, and the people they were, who were leading were the Levites. I wonder what will happen if we had a choir that was, I mean, leading us into war. It'd be nice. Amen? Anyway, so this Levite saw the man. He said, ah, the thieves may still be around. <laughs> look, I need my voice to sing on Sunday. I cannot afford to stop and look, after, look at the man. He crossed over and he left. But a Samaritan, you see, you should understand the significance of this because the Samaritans were people who were considered inferior to the Jews because of their heritage. They were the product of sin. There are not many people in this world who can say that I am because my father and his daughter slept together. Even in our day of evil, we have not yet accepted that one. Yet. Yes, it's coming, but it's not yet there. Hey, you're very quiet. Some years ago, a German brother and sister 
went to court for the right to live together, to marry. Yeah. So even where Satan lives, they know that it's not right. <laughs> Why are you laughing? The Bible says it too. In the book of Revelation, it says that where Satan lives, he's talking to some people. Eh. When you look at it, how will you know Satan is living there when you are looking at the things that are happening? Anyway. <laughs> Pastor, who told you? Satan lives in Africa. He can't live here. Oh. He comes on excursions here. He can't live here. <laughs> cannot live here. <laughs> ah, a place that four o'clock in the morning. <laughs> no, no, no. Look, no, he, people are throwing bombs. They can't live here. Can come on excursion. Hey, are you there? <laughs> anyway, but these Samaritans were the products of Lot and one of his daughters, and because of that. They were looked down on by the Jews who considered themselves the chosen people. Are you here? So if anything at all is the Samaritan who should have said that, eh, I don't like trouble. Excuse me. And he should have run away. But he is rather, the Bible said that he had compassion on the man who was lying there wounded. One of the things I pray about is that we will have compassion. Don't be so satisfied with your life that you cannot see what is happening to another person. Amen? One of the problems that we have as Christians is that we get so comfortable in our churches. We are okay. The Sunday service, I get some time, I pray, I this, and we don't really mind that other people are on their way to hell and it doesn't really disturb us. But from now, let it disturb us. Amen? Let it disturb us. You must be disturbed about how people are, you know, in various stages of death, if you like, and they haven't heard about Jesus yet. I hope you're understanding what I was saying. I am saying. Just recently, I was looking around, and I was saying to myself that there are so many people around. There are so many young people who have come. You see, if you were here for the first service, you realize that we didn't even have enough chairs for the people. The church was full. But I realized that it's just our chairs. We don't have vision because the number of freshers who have come is equal to the number of unbelievers who have come in the area. And I was asking myself. What is the fastest way to get the gospel out? What's the fastest way? Because as they have come, Lord, there's one chance. How will they hear about Jesus? How will they hear? Because by the time they're in their second year, Charlie, hey, hmm. by the time they're in their final year, Lord have mercy. And by the time they exit the school, that's it, they and God. Hey, have some compassion and worry about it. Don't come next week on your own. Without somebody with you. That's a way to show the compassion you have. So this guy stopped. And he picked the man up. And when he picked him up, he put him on his own beast, something of his own, and he took him to an inn. And then he gave him the oil. And he gave him the wine before he left him for somebody to take care of. Amen. And I shared with you that one of the ways by which we cause harm to others is by doing nothing. By all means, do something this year to help somebody find their way to Christ. By all means. By all means, do something. Hallelujah. You see, we like to do the other part, the physical part. Do a borehole so they'll get water. Do a hospital. Do a this, do a that. That's what people are doing. But the other side, which only the church can do, is what is not done. And that's the part of because of you, somebody should hear the gospel. Because of you, some light that is going somewhere should have been brought back. Amen. 
And may God give us compassion to feel it enough to do something about it. Hallelujah. So we spent some time on this, that this is one of the ways that we harm others. And this year, we're not harming others. We are going to cause people to give their lives to Christ. Hallelujah. Today, I'm just going to briefly share with you on another way by which we harm others. Another way by which we harm others. And that is by accusation. By accusation. What you say? By accusation. By accusing the person. To accuse somebody is to charge that person of some wrongdoing or to impute guilt or blame to a person. We really like guilt and blame. We really like to accuse another person. Are you there? One of our favorite pastimes in Ghana is to blame politicians for everything. And it's very easy to do. I mean, they are sitting ducks. They are also not saints, and you can see the things they are doing. But, you know, often, we, it makes us take our eyes off ourselves. And it makes us point at what someone else is doing and not what we are doing. Right? Recently, it has come up again. That's why we are back in our masks and all of that. We're saying that COVID is back again and it's spreading and it's all that. And people are saying a lot of things. My question to you is that. So, who is it that <laughs> when you go to do the COVID testing, you're going to travel and they give you, tell you that you're positive. And you're on your way home. And you get a call saying that if you pay this amount, we can give you a certificate that will say that you are negative. Is that a government official? Or another one like you and me? Uh, you are now quiet. Oh, I thought we were discussing. Oh. When you get to Kotoka, and for a sum of money, we can give you a certificate saying that you are COVID negative, and we let you into the country, only for you to get sick, and we go and check and you are COVID positive. Is that a politician? It's who? Hey, you are very quiet, oh. Ah, you are making your face as if we are talking about somebody else, oh. The reason why you haven't taken COVID money is simply because you are not sitting in that seat. That's all. That's all. Yeah, you're just not in that seat. But if you were, and those of you who are, <clears throat> but you see that we have easily accused somebody else, oh. And because of that, we can't see how complicit we are in it. Yay. Father, help me to preach today. Oh. Now my church has become very hey. Amen. Yeah, but you see, these government, you see, listen. As for what somebody else is doing, you can't do anything about it. You should have discovered it by now. The only person you can change is yourself. That's the one that works. You can what you would do yourself. And that's what we are about in church. But I'm just giving you this example because we can relate. That we easily accuse others. And it takes our eyes away from the harm that we ourselves do. As we are there saying that they are corrupt. How many of the, what do you call those people? Polling agents. How many are Christians? How many Christians? Heavy percentage. It means that any rigging that was done, any city, Christians did it. 
Then next time, don't be so fast to be shouting things. We are inside, Papa. By the way, that's my member who was a polling agent. Tell him that I said I won't pray for him again. I've not mentioned his name. He knows who he is. I told him I prayed out of fear for him. And I said, that's your last. I don't spend my time. Hey, are you in the house? Not polling, not polling agents. The ones who do the counting, then you are checking them. I don't know what they call them, who they are. Hey, but whatever. What I'm saying is that we have accused somebody and are not knowing that we are guilty. Not knowing that we are guilty. And we have caused more harm. If the Christians had only bothered to be Christian, the nation wouldn't be the way it is. You may not like what I'm saying, but I don't mind. I didn't come to please you. I, I fear God more than I fear you. Open your Bible, Revelation chapter 12 and verse 10. And one of the reasons why we are falling into the mess is that we don't read our Bible. And if the only Bible you have is on your phone, get another Bible today. There's no proper reading done on a phone. What work do you do that you respect that's only on your phone? Huh? Come on. Is that that one is just for, you know, on the move, on the go? Get a Bible. Revelation 12:10. And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now is come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. Why? For the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God day and night. Another name for Satan is the accuser of the brethren. So every time we launch into an accusation, we have been employed by Satan to work. And when you are working for Satan, you cause harm. The accuser of the brethren. Look at what the scripture is saying. The scripture is saying that when the accuser of the brethren is cast down, when Satan is cast down, what happens? Salvation happens. That's why every church that has set itself up to accuse another church has no salvation in it. People don't get saved. Yeah. It goes on to say, also strength comes. One of the ways by which the church has weakened, when I say the church, the body of Christ, so weak, so weak, because of accusations. This church is accusing that one, this one is accusing this one, this one is accusing this one. Everybody. Listen, take it from me. Don't accuse any church. Don't accuse anybody. Go to the one that works for you. That's all. You don't like what the person is saying. Change the channel. That's all. Amen. Because what has happened is that the church has no strength. It has no strength. Because of accusations. The power of Christ is not seen because of accusations. That's the enemy's work. So let me just give you a few ways by which accusation affects or harms others. Number one, accusations degrade the accused person. They degrade the accused person. Anybody who has been accused a lot has a bad view of him or herself. And they feel degraded. They lose the zeal to do well. After all, they are just there. So when you accuse somebody over and over and over again, the person loses strength. And I know parents, you are always accusing your children. You should watch out. They will become what you say. 
And when you have accused them and accused them and accused them, you remove from them the will to do well. And the will, you think that they will change and then, no, accusation never changed anybody because Satan is employing you. Pastor, but you don't know my son. I don't know your son, but I know the word of God. I don't know your daughter, but I know the word of God. You continue to accuse. As you continue accusing, you continue to degrade. Are you there? You continue to degrade. And the body of Christ has been so degraded in our nation. It is true. It is true. There are places that you are going. You dare not say that you are a pastor. You dare not even say you are a churchgoer. You dare not even say that there is something that you do. Hey. That's why homosexuals can now come and be receiving their position to rule the nation and be thanking the man. He's a man and he's thanking his husband and kissing in public. No wonder. No wonder. <laughs> Are you there? The second thing that accusations do is that they cause disgrace. Accusations disgrace a person. When Satan wants to disgrace you, he raises some accusers against you. And that is why you see that even when you have gone to court and you have been freed, somehow you are never the same again. Remember all that when Michael Jackson was accused of being a whatever dissect with children? And did we not watch the, as much of the trial as we could watch? What happened? He was acquitted, but the stain was there. He was never the same. The shine was gone. Whatever, it was gone. I think it's just God's mercy that his life ended shortly after. Because after the accusation, something stays there. Something stays there. And some of you, when something happens, you're so quick to accuse the person. You are angry with the person. The Bible says, be angry but sin not. But after you have finished being angry, then you are now imputing reasons as if you are in the person's head. To accuse the person of what they haven't done to bring this grace. Wow. Are you in the house? Young lady, when somebody comes to tell you, your husband has another girl. I saw him in the, in the car going from here to here. You two, you are giving audience. Be it known unto you that there is no good that that person is doing you. Hey. Hey, but I have to know. Hmm. You'll be knowing. <laughs> Keep knowing. <laughs> are you in the house? The person has been employed to cause a problem. We'll get there. Hmm. Yeah. Journalists, the press, they have taken the church on. Yeah. The job of the journalist in Ghana is to disgrace pastors. Yeah. Have you seen that in your client? Hey. It is true. It is true. It is true. That's why most of us, we don't, we don't, I don't, I don't know what others do. But in this commission, we don't answer. Because everything you say, they will turn it around. Everything you say. Everything you say, if you allow them to come, and if you are here, and you are secret agent, and you are writing things, may God himself deal with you. Yeah. Because they take statement number one, statement number two, out of context, put the thing together, and then suddenly it's a very disgraceful thing. It's a very disgraceful thing. It is true. Accusers. We have been so accused 
that what has happened is that the accusations have begun to control what pastors can do. There are many pastors who cannot take tithe in the church because of the accusation that you are taking money. And that that is why you are... Listen, we are a faith-based organization. Everything that we do is based on faith. Uh-huh. As soon as you start to apply your logic to faith, it's no longer faith. Yeah. Because faith is what? The substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. So when you now want to begin to bring those logical arguments, that, eh, the pastor cried, his salary is bigger than your salary. And yet, number one, how do you know my salary anyway? Who are you? <laughs> I don't even know my salary, then you know. Are you there? Yeah. Meanwhile, it is scripture that you are following. But you see, the accusations have come to so disgrace and degrade and call into disrepute that it is now controlling. That's why me throughout COVID, I took my offerings here. They don't, I, they don't go into my pocket. At all. It's God's money because we are following the word of God. From the beginning of the Bible to the end, the worship of God has included offering and sacrifice. It is there in the Bible. If you are a believer, believe. If you won't believe, keep your money. That's why I say when you start to ask everybody, I say keep your money. Don't even add it to the offering of us who believe. Don't contaminate our offering. No. If you are honestly seeking to know, God will honestly answer you. And that is why he says in the book of Malachi, test me and see. Test and see. But it has been used to accuse. And I stood there and I've wondered that. Ah. So, if I was looking for money, is it here I will come? Is it here I will come? It's not that one didn't go to school. Oh. It's not that I didn't go to school. Ah, come on. I, I, well, I look at my, my, my spiritual father and I see somebody who is half Swiss, half Ghanaian, medical doctor. Could he not have practiced in Switzerland? Would he not have been only... Why would he come to come and collect your money? Come on. Come on. Oh, collecting, collecting something that is changing every day. Oh, please be serious. Be serious. And then, most of the people in this church are students. Then the other half are young people. Ah. Allow me to say it. Look, I look at all these young persons looking at my face. Which of you has got money? Young working people, yeah, young working people trying to start their lives. Oh, you don't understand what I'm trying to say to you. Not to despise, I'm just showing you something that even logically it doesn't work. It doesn't work. But the accusers will rise up and then they will accuse and they'll cause disgrace. So when you come to stand here and you say, Take the offering bag, take the offering basket, and do this, then you hear them. They just say, Well, the place is passing around. If you feel like putting something inside, I won't do. I will collect the offering. I say, I will collect the offering. Hey, because my life has been blessed by offerings. Yes, as I've done the word of God, I've seen the blessing of God. 
The church is quiet too. Amen. <laughs> I need you to see what accusation does. So in the end, you are not being controlled and guided by the word of God and the Holy Spirit, but you're being controlled and guided by the words of the accuser. You are a man, your wife is accusing you that you are chasing somebody. Or your wife, the man is accusing you that you are chasing somebody. You see that it begins to direct your life. Suddenly it becomes spooky. Your phone that didn't used to have a password, now you have password. Then you'll be changing the password every week. So that the person... (laughs) Are you there? Suddenly when you get some phone calls, then you go outside. You go outside. Because... The accusation was that when you are talking to this person, your voice is different. Of course my voice is different. Of course my voice is different. (laughs) Are you in the church? I have people who send me and they say, I love you, I will text back, I love you too. With a lot of him, oh, let him have been receiving such texts. Then by now your husband should bore. Then he opens somebody is sending his wife love eyes. <laughs> Are you in the house? But rather than accuse, ask why? Ask why? Were you there when they called us at two o'clock? Mommy, the baby won't come. I'm afraid I'm going to die. And we are woken up to pray. And now the baby has come. The member to is okay. What would they send me? Oh, plenty kisses, plenty hugs. Hey, why not? Why not? Why not? Hey, hmm. the church has become quiet too. I'm just wondering what you are thinking. Hey, accusations. Hey, one birthday that they have done. Look at how they are making us worship the woman. I thank you. I didn't know anything about it. I didn't know anything about it. Hey. Because of accusations, I felt forced to defend myself. That please, oh, I didn't know about it. I didn't know what they were doing. Up till today, I don't know who planned what. I have no idea. Yeah, but the birthday was over. They were still doing concerts. Please, so till they called me from my office, I didn't know about it. I was waiting for meetings and I was wondering why the people were not coming. <laughs> are you in the house? And some of you are in charge of people and I want you to see what their accusations are doing and I want you to do something else with it. Amen. Do you understand what I'm saying? If, for instance, because of the accusations, you find that you're not able to take decisions, pray and take the decision. Implement the decision. I think you know what I'm trying to say. Because the accusations come, they say that, eh, because they're from your town. It's true. That's why in this church, we don't allow any welfare group, any anything. So that we don't, yeah, because we take you how you are. We don't mind where you are from. Uh, please ask your neighbor, you cry, where are you from in the country? We don't mind, you are welcome, it's okay. <laughs> but it's because no, you know, when you leave us, no, we are into an accusation. I, I don't know if you get me. If we allowed it, you see that all of a sudden, the girls were one group somewhere. 
then the Ashantis are grouped somewhere, then the Airways are grouped somewhere, then the, you know, Northern said, yeah. And suddenly, our love and our fellowship is not so sweet. Because one of the other things accusation does is to bring separation. Yeah. It separates us. It separates us. As soon as we stand and we begin to say that these people are like this. Please, when you say these people are like this, add your own. Uh-huh. Or oh, you don't get me. Because you're on to someday. Hey. As you are there, you see, a lot of people accuse the airways. Let me tell you something. It's because of where you are sitting. You have sat in your one town all your life. But I have traveled the length and breadth of Ghana, up, down, side to side. I can tell you that everything they have on the other side, we have. It's everywhere. It is everywhere. They say that, oh, they have a small God. I will carry you village to village. You see it there. Not in their area. Yeah. I can show you parts of Ghana where they can poison you without a trace. You will not even know. You will not even know. Yeah. I can show you places not water region where the juju is more powerful. Mm. Okay. It's because you haven't gone. Some guys were traveling on one of the roads in one of those regions. And when they were going, their car got stuck on the way. And they tried to push it, they tried to pull it, they tried to do everything. All the while they were stuck there the whole afternoon. Some children were playing on the roadside. Getting towards evening, they were wondering what to do. Then one of the children came and asked, Do you want to leave? <laughs> and the gentleman, the guy said, Yes, please. They said, Go. They said, Go. Live story, and it is not the Volta region. Ah, it's not. It's not. It's not. Access granted. <laughs> Suddenly, the car, they have worked the whole afternoon to remove that car. They couldn't remove it. And then one of the children, children, they, are, they said the whole afternoon the children have been playing there. And then one of them asked, Do you want to go? <laughs> Yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, next time you want to accuse somebody, look at your own. Because accusations just separate us. Every single tribe that we are, we all have our plans and our mind, all of us. Please tell your neighbor one of the negative from where you are. Just one. Then when you finish, your neighbor too should tell you one of where they are from. <laughs> uh, please stop worrying my people Pastor David <laughs> Hallelujah Can you not see that there are some on all th- But we'll use accusations To divide ourselves Yeah <laughs> Is that what <laughs> This same place I told you about no? They put a plane cry. If they don't give you access, you cannot pass. 
know, you see, I'm just saying this to just show you that it's an accusation. It doesn't mean that there's no juju there, but it's an accusation. I lived for 15 years in the north. I met the rainmakers. One year, the rainmakers were annoyed. And they were annoyed because of some situation, political situation that had gone against them. The chaos we saw. Hey. The chaos. Have you seen wind that has brought up electric poles before? Um, light poles, sorry, light poles. Okay, that year we saw it. Then these poles that the telecom people, telecom empty with the, with the cement under. That year, it will it pray that you are not on the road when rainfall. It will pick up, be picked up like a missile like that. It's going in the air. The most fantastic one to us was, was one morning when we woke up and a kiosk <laughs> full of goods. It had been lifted by the wind from one place. I'm not telling you an answer. We were there. And it was placed on top of another kiosk and the door was open. Are you there? But it's also the place. So we're wondering what is going on. What is go- then one of our people who came and said, if the rainmakers were angry, over, we said, ah, but we too, we are Christians. We are cowards. We also have a name that we call. Yeah. And so we also met and we prayed. And we called the name that we call it. That was it. Yeah. But I'm just saying that. So I don't understand why you are saying that it is some particular place alone that has. Hey. Those of you from Accra, do you know your own? Ah. Do you know your own? You are walking around, they are looking at so this and that is the, is the uncivilized. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> are you there? We are the ones whose fetishes actually had a group. Who used to sing and we didn't even know that. Hey. We didn't even know that the songs were, that were, 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 were what do you call it? Occultic songs. Ha! Have you seen them at work before? Hey, you are very quiet though. Uh, I'm just showing you the accusation. But you stand there, then you accuse another. Because you haven't seen your own. Have you seen them when they are walking barefooted in their white with the red over carrying the snap? Walking barefoot. Do you know that it's trouble that's going? Ha! From today. Don't accuse another person. It brings harm. Rather, let us see what binds us together. Regardless of who we are, where we are from, what we are doing, it is the Lord Jesus who just spilled his blood for all of us. There's no tribe more righteous than another. Ah! Amen. And you see that as soon as we turn our minds onto what puts us together, immediately we are stronger. I said, immediately we are what? Stronger. Immediately we are stronger. And that is what he was talking about. Accusation is of the devil. When the enemy is brought down, when accusation is brought down, suddenly strength comes. Hallelujah. Let me quickly read one scripture and then we will end. Second Samuel chapter 3. Now Saul had a concubine whose name was Rispa the daughter of Ayah, and Ishbosheth, that's his son, said to Abner, Why have you gone into my father's concubine? Then Abner was very angry over the words of Ishbosheth, and said, Am I a dog's head that belongs to Judah? 
Today I show kindness to the house of Saul your father, to his brothers, to his friends, and have not delivered you into the hands of David, and yet today you charge me with the guilt concerning a woman. May God do so to Abner and more also. If as the Lord has sworn to David, I do not accomplish this for him, to transfer the kingdom from the house of Saul and to establish the throne of David over Israel and over Judah from Dan even to Beersheba. And he could no longer answer Abner a word because he was afraid of him. Now this story is demonstrating or showing what I'm saying to you. Saul had died. The commander of his army called Abner had continued to serve him and had continued to work with his people and keep, you know, had been part of Saul's household. Then one of Saul's children woke up and said, Ah! But you, you have gone to sleep with my father's concubine. And the guy said, hey, after all this time, this is what you are coming to say. Hmm, today, I will give all of you over to David. It was not something he had planned to do. Help you understand what I'm saying. It's like, I'm going to take all of you and give you to the enemy. Because of this thing that you have said, separation had come. Separation had come. May we not harm ourselves. I don't know, we cannot do much about what is around us. But so far as it lies in your power, decide that you will not be the accuser. You will not be what? You will not be the accuser. Amen? The Americans, they have accused Donald Trump, sir. It's true that it has been a trial. But some things will not have happened. Today, what they are about to enter, if God does not help us, my God, they've started already. And it's by accusation. Accuse and accuse and accuse and separate and separate and separate and separate. And suddenly something else is leading your country. May it not be so here. May we not harm one another with our mouths. Amen. If something, somebody comes and says something about another person, ask them, why are you saying this? And tell them, okay, I'm going with you to the person. Or you don't understand what I'm saying. They come and they accuse and say, this, this, this. Say, Paulina, let's go. This person said this. Go together. You will see that accusation will bow. I said accusation will what? It will bow. And we will not harm ourselves with meaningless accusations. God bless you. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. This afternoon my heart is going out to those who have been accused and by virtue of an accusation you don't feel so free to do certain things whether it's at work, at home, at school, or wherever you are. I want you to bow down your head right now. And I want to pray for you that you will recover, that you will bounce back, that you will rise up above the accusation, that you will do better. Let's pray. Father, I lift up your children before your throne of grace. Those who have been victims of the accuser, Father, grant them wisdom and show them how to bounce back and above that accusation and how to walk on another road. Father, protect and preserve them. May every accusation leveled against them fall to the ground and help them, Lord. Let it not be the controlling factor or the weakening factor, but Lord, help them to see another way to accomplish what it is you have asked them to do. Preserve your children. Watch over us, O God. Keep us, Lord, and help us in the mighty name of Jesus. And all the saints shall say, Amen and Amen. As every head is bowed and every eye is closed, Jesus was accused. It was accusation that was used to bring our Savior to the cross. But he had a purpose and so he allowed it. The purpose was that his blood would be shed for you and for me. 
And so as you stand here today, no matter who you are, where you are from, we have access to salvation. You are here, you are not sure that your name is in the book of life. You are not sure that you are on your way to heaven. Don't doubt, don't pause. Just decide to give your life to Jesus today. If you want to give your life to Jesus, just bow down your head, lift up your right hand, we'll pray together. You're saying, I'm not sure what will happen to me. If Jesus were to come tonight, I don't know what will happen. Lift up your right hand, we're going to pray together. What a beautiful name. Just lift up your right hand. You want to pray to receive Jesus. I see so many hands all over the room. Please come to me. Come and let us pray. Come, come to me. Let us pray. Just come to me and let us pray together. God bless you. What a beautiful name it is. Nothing compares to this. Just come. What a beautiful name it is. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. What a beautiful name it is. What a beautiful name it is. The name of Jesus Christ, my King. What a beautiful name it is. Nothing compares to this. What a beautiful name it is. God bless you. The name. want to pray this prayer after me you want to say Lord Jesus I come to you today as a sinner please wash me in the blood of Jesus cleanse me from my sins please write my name in the book of life Lord Jesus from today you are my savior and you are my Lord I thank you for saving me in Jesus name Father, thank you for these ones who have come to give their lives to you. I pray, O oh God, that every accusation against them will fall to the ground and that they will accomplish that for which you have called them. Lord, watch over them, keep them, and take them up higher in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. We believe that you have been blessed by this message. For more information, you can follow us on Facebook, Fountain of Life Cathedral, and on Instagram and Twitter at FOLCIDS. God richly bless you.